Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yar! Hello, Husker fans, and welcome to episode 263 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we discuss You're the... still doing it. Yeah. Well, okay, Go ahead. fine. In today's episode, we discuss the Oklahoma beatdown and the firing of Coach Chenander. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following my Huskerpod or emails at huskerpod.gmail.com. The episode's brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. And I want to let everybody know I'm 100% sober. 100%. Hawkins, you wouldn't let Long John adrift? Oh, boy. So I, I will say this. The Charlton Heston, Christian Bale, Treasure Island movie... Oof, is actually very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, happy Talk Like a Pirate Day, everybody. Um, once you listen to this, it will be too late. Yesterday, Monday, uh, the, is the time that we're recording this. It, today it is Talk Like a Pirate Day. It is also the release date of Return to Monkey Island, a game that some have been waiting for for 30 years. So oh, Christopher Lee was blind pewed that oh, wow. trip. Man, okay. I want to watch this. It's pretty good. I think it's it's better than it's better than uh well people don't talk about that movie, but it's it was like one that we taped off of like it was like a TNT made for TV movie when I was a kid and me and my brother watched it all the time we taped it off of television. I have no memory of this. Hmm. Our family is very committed to Muppet Treasure Island. It's an excellent oh, sure. movie. Sure. Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Muppets. Well, of course. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Right. Well. Anyway. <laughs> anything interesting happen in the world of Husker football this weekend? <clears throat> you know, in retrospect, not really. I mean, we all had hope for the game. And afterwards, I appreciated Mickey Joseph saying it's all about it's all on me, but I feel like it was obviously Scott Frost's team out there. You know, it's the yep. team that he recruited, it's the scheme that he hired for. It's that was that was Scott Frost's loss, and Mickey Joseph is just being a leader. You know, he's just there's 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 almost no value in that game in retrospect. There's there was no. Especially once it became clear, oh, yeah, they're a lot better <laughs> than we are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, every, there's always hope and whatnot, mm-hmm. especially after how close it was last year. But that was a lot better team. Yep. And so it was just kind of like you just take your medicine and you thank Coach Venables for not running up the score. I'll always be grateful to him for doing that. I kind of was putting out, like, uh, worst loss in school history warnings out. And then it became clear that he was not. Though he could have easily done it, he was not going to. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
And then it was just, you know, let's get out of this. Hope nobody's hurt. And got a bye week. We got conference up ahead. And this game doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's 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 behind us. So, and then, you know, the whole team knows that, of course, it's not Mickey Joseph's fault. that. But I think that was a good way for him to win the locker room. And... Uh, and then, yeah, I personally, I don't know about you. I personally was a little surprised by Chenander being fired. It just didn't occur to me as a possibility, especially after Mickey said he wasn't planning on firing anybody after the game. And he said he'd look at the tape. I guess he looked at the tape and was like, whoa, I'm firing somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think if there were ever a a case to be made for firing Chenander, it'd be these last two games, right? Oh my gosh. Um, it's so odd how he had been, at least the, the way we perceived it as fans, is he has been the mainstay mm-hmm. from the very beginning for Scott Frost's Husker team. Um, I, I just feel like, man, was... And I think you, you brought this up last week. Man, was he just kind of, like, riding on the quality of players he had? Because he had all these, like, fifth- and sixth-year players last year that yeah. weren't there to mask what was uh kind of rotting underneath the surface yeah i don't know i and and i who man just yeah uh, there, there's so much that's come out in the last week that we're not going to oh, talk yeah. about on this podcast but i i do want to just wonder out loud okay did scott frost consider himself a sitting duck going into this season I I really like, dead, like a lame duck. Yeah, lame duck. Sorry, that's better. That's <laughs> right. Like, lame, duck. I mean, si- yeah, lame duck. Sitting duck. Sitting duck is like you're about to get shot or something, right? I don't know. Like um, you're just like out lame there. Duck. A, a target. Yeah. yeah. I I wonder if he he knew the writing was on the wall, and he was just gonna try to ride out as long as he could and see how much money he could make. <laughs> I hate to be super cynical about it, but I, yeah, that is that is the cynical approach. I don't know. I like to think he went out and hired a lot of new people for the for some great spots or you know some great fits, and and he made a lot of changes with the roster That's and true. really key spots. And I thought it was going to work. I mean, I don't know if I thought I didn't necessarily. Well, we predicted great records, so <laughs> we thought it would, I thought it was going to work better than this. Mm. Uh, but also I think one thing that I, one like personal, uh, maxim I've developed while we've been doing this podcast is like, if you're counting on transfers mm-hmm. to all transfers or f- true freshmen to make a huge impact, if you get like a 50% hit rate, you're great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like the ultimate indictment here is just that he didn't develop guys yeah. and maybe it's a combination of he didn't develop guys and then. Maybe he had some recruiting cycles where he failed. Yeah. Maybe a combination of those two. So there, so that when those six-year guys left, there was nobody. I mean, the, I, before this season, when we heard Carlin Feist was going to be a starter on defensive line, my first thought was, who? Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime you have a multi-year senior or, you know, later in his tenure student, junior, senior, who's going to all be all of a sudden be starting, you've never heard of him? Especially in a program that hasn't been a developmental program like this one, you gotta wonder why is he starting? Like, yeah. That means, yeah, that's probably a bad sign. Like the talent has left the building, and so I don't mean to just like bag on him, but I'm saying, and right, yeah, yeah, no, I I hear you. Um, 
so I, I don't know, maybe you're just getting random thoughts from Mike tonight, but something else, something else I've been <laughs> just kind of pondering the last couple of days is like, how smart was Adrian Martinez to get out of Dodge? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Oh, man. I bet I don't he... know if he had a choice. <sighs> yeah, because probably Frost would have tried to move on, but... I think he had to go. Mm-hmm. And did they lose? Yeah, they lost to Tulane, 17. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. See, I wasn't even paying attention to... 17 to 10. Neither did I. I just pulled it up. Yeah. Adrian was 21 to 31 with 150 pass yards. Hmm. So, But, I mean, he had to go. Yeah. If all this stuff happened this year, but the only difference was that Adrian was quarterback, mm-hmm. people would probably blame him over oh, Scott. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because we've and I, and this is I think people have just been so loyal to Scott. We have, and so he had to leave so that when this all happened, we could recognize uh, a Scott. Right. Scott, he, uh, Adrian had fifty nine rush yards and eleven yard touchdown, and a QBR of rate of quarterback rating of forty one point three according to. So, I know there was some discussion last week of how the uh, how the crowd was behaving in Memorial Stadium, what was it like, um, especially, I, I'm curious, what was the second half like in the stadium on Saturday? Like, how, how long did you stay? Did you make it to the end, or? We stayed to the end. I mm-hmm. really don't like to leave early, and um, so I'm pretty pretty committed to that. And I respect you for that. Thank you, and it was hot. <laughs> Every every time someone scored or they scored, not us, it just sent more and more people to the uh, aisles. They were steadily streaming out. It felt like the whole second half until it felt like we were in danger of having fewer Nebraska fans and Oklahoma fans in the oh, stands. Wow. I don't think it ever came to that. I think everybody was just kind of resigned. And I feel like for me personally, this last week, I have felt a renewed interest in Nebraska football because change. Mm-hmm. And so there's something different in a new way. And so I think people were tuned in when all the backups came in for Oklahoma in the third quarter. That was a nice sign. I think that kept people's interest. When Chubba Purdy came in, that was intriguing. Mm-hmm. When he scored, I feel like people were excited. So I don't know. It was... It was, you know, it was electric before the game, and it was electric in, with when we got a, a stop on their first drive and then scored right away. But in some ways, it was like the Ohio State game a few years ago when we had game day, and but it, <laughs> it wasn't quite the whipping uh, because they called off the dogs this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, you know, to to answer your question about what it was like in the stadium, honestly, the highlight. Maybe the highlight of the game for me was at halftime they did a tribute to the 1971 game of the century, mm. and a part of it was they reenacted the Johnny Rogers kick return. As Mandy and I were watching it, we were like, "Hey, is that is that our friend from church running the ball back?" And it was. Oh, huh. the football player or the band guy who was being Johnny Rogers was a friend of ours. <laughs> Interesting. So that that was fun. Yeah, they do. Uh... They do Stranger Things again. Again? No. Yeah, I guess they do a different show every week, don't they? They do. They're yeah. professionals. <laughs> or they're amateurs, I guess. Right. But 
Some of you them do. might be being paid to do it. I don't know. Name, image, and likeness for band. I suppose if, it could be. If a thing. you get a scholarship for playing an instrument, are you considered a professional musician? Huh. Probably not. Seems unlikely. What if you get a name, image, and likeness deal as a band student? <laughs> Can you do that? Man, you're really asking hard questions tonight, Mike. <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't. I mean, I That's guess a great it, question. I guess name, image, and likeness only applies to athletes. If you're a part of the Daily Nebraskan, have we got a story for you? <laughs> hey, it could happen. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, at this point of the season, as a fan, it's, I mean, like, how do you perceive, we got not, how many games to go? Nine? Eight. No, eight. Eight yeah, games to go. conferences plus Northwestern. Yikes. Yeah, it's funny, because I feel like it's over. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely but- do, and so, it's like, what? what is, uh, I mean, thank goodness we have a bye to just, like flush the last month out of our system the last five years (laughs) right but but i mean like we're looking at indiana Rutgers, purdue illinois minnesota michigan wisconsin iowa i don't see us winning any of those games except (laughs) for maybe indiana Rutgers. maybe i I mean at this point i'm saying no way to purdue Hmm. (sighs) this is rough man (laughs) It's uh, and you and these student athletes, they pour their heart and soul Mm -hmm. into this for eight months and to feel like so, you know, for them, it's not over. So I guess that's why we have to keep paying it down, keep going to the games and see if we can keep the street going. And and if you like Mickey and you want him to be a head coach, he's auditioning right now. Mm -hmm, You know, this is mm -hmm. so that's maybe the the one big unknown is what's mickey gonna do with this opportunity that he has yep and billy bush he's got an opportunity too he's a he's a defensive coordinator now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which apparently he has been somewhere else for a short stint um so so i guess that's why you tune in yeah man i am looking at uh i'm looking i'm just browsing through espn's matchup predictors and as it stands right now Nebraska is only expected to win the Indiana game. Um, so, I mean, here, here's the thing. Today, just today, I found out I won tickets to a Nebraska game. Hey, cool. <laughs> I randomly uh, entered into a raffle this past week. I was at a, a pastor's conference and... Um, so I signed up for these tickets, and just today I got an email saying, hey, you won. And I had my choice of several games. Um, I chose the Minnesota game on November 5th, and, and the main reason for that is I, I asked my brother when he could go because he's wow. brought me to so many games over the years. Oh, nice. Um, so I wanted to return the favor, and uh, you know, he, even he and I were talking about it, texting back and forth today. We're just like, who knows what state this team will be in uh, come November, right? Um, but there's still something like even, even with everything falling around, everything going up in flames around us, proverbially. You know, I'm speaking in metaphorical terms here. Um, they're not real flames in your house, right? Now. No, there, there are not. But I mean, just w- even in the midst of all of this turmoil, 
that defines the 2022 season for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, there's still something awesome about being in Memorial Stadium on game day. Sure. And yeah, so we're going to go and we're going to enjoy it. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy the fact that we'll probably have leg room sometime in the third quarter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's one plus of people being flakes is you get a little bit more comfortable seating arrangement by the time the game's over. <laughs> no, but, you know, and to my comments earlier, I am genuinely curious to see what Mickey Joseph does here. I, sure. He seems like a great guy. He loves Nebraska. I'd love for him to, yeah. to be successful here. So um, I'm all about that. I'll say this much. His press conference following that loss, I think, was more impressive and showed more leadership than we've seen from Scott Frost in a few seasons now. Definitely. Um, kind of owning his junk, not blaming it on the same old, same old. You know, just kind of saying, hey, you know what? I take responsibility for this. And I'm we've do been, better. I feel like we've been talking about that this season, like just acknowledging that Scott never figured that part of the yep. job out. Yep. He never did. And in fact, I was texting you because so I was walking across campus a few hours before the game and walked through that big noon kickoff. And as I was walking up to it, they were playing the come together right now over me. (laughs) Oh, right, uh, right. That they played. Was it his first game? Was it the Akron game or was it the spring game? Tunnel walk song. I just remember you pointed it out because it was the uh, the awful version from the Justice League from the Justice League. Yeah. And yep. I just remember thinking at the time, like, what a perfect song. Come together right now. Like, that is that is a great mantra for this state and this team. People were so frustrated after the Riley years. But to Saturday, when I heard it, I'm walking across and I hear, come together right now over me. And I was like, oh, over me. What a narcissist. Holy smokes. You know, as, as we've heard all kinds of negative stuff about Scott this mm-hmm. week and uh, how committed he was or wasn't to the job and... Um, it's kind of been interesting to see crap come out. Yeah. Um, and it's all been like secondhand. I feel like a lot of people are like, why won't, if journalists heard all these things all season, why didn't they report that? And I feel like someone needs to point out like journalists for a news agency or, you know, the journal star of the world Herald, certainly a traditional old media, but also two, four, seven rivals, whoever, uh, Huskers online they have sourcing standards. Like you have to have someone on the record or at least be willing to go off the record. And you have to have a couple different sources for stuff like that. So you can hear rumors, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you're going to print it. Yeah. Uh, That's, that would not be responsible. And also for as much grief as people got over like, why aren't people talking about these things? Do you know how filleted a journalist would have been? Had they dared say Mm -hmm. something like that? There are people on social media still like they feel like it's their job to defend every single thing the university does. Also now while I'm thinking of this, I thought of something else to say. There are people on social media that they really want you to think they're an insider because they read every single article and they subscribe to a secret message board that you don't know about, but journalists do like don't, don't listen to the insiders. I'm on the there, paid Husker Max forums. There are <laughs> so many opinions and thoughts about who's going to be the next coach. And I understand that it's cool to think about and talk about, but you don't know and you don't have a voice in it. So why do you care? Like my let uncle, it go. my uncle works in catering for the university and he texted me a picture of Urban Meyer's shoes from around the corner in Trev Albert's office. It's 
it's just ridiculous. And the shoes and, looked at me. And I feel like it it speaks to the obsession that Nebraska fans have, and maybe this last couple years has cured me in some way of my own deep Husker obsession. Mm. If you don't have a voice in it, just, you know, just let it go. I understand people get a lot of joy and fun and diversion out of speculating, but it's not helpful, healthy. <laughs> I mean, none of y'all guessed Mike Riley was going to get hired. Right. All those insiders... And the insider message boards, they didn't know that. You don't know what Trev's <laughs> going to do. Maybe there's some obvious stuff. I feel like you're just cueing yourself to be angry. So maybe this is like Justin Husker fan 2.0 that's emerged in the last couple of years. Who cares? You're like a phoenix rising from the ashes of the ashes of the ashes. <laughs> there's a lot of ash. Yep. I'm on Nebraska. board. I'm on board with the people who say, get rid of Lil Red. And honor Solich, and then everything uh-huh. will be made right again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are those are the two things. It's like the people who are who are like this, maybe I shouldn't make this this uh, comparison, but you know people have like a checklist of things that need to happen in order for Christ to return, and they're like, we gotta keep <laughs> working on that checklist. <laughs> uh, that is an over the top analogy. Yep, right there. You can send your hate mail to huskerpod at gmail.com, um, but that wouldn't be very Christian of you, so. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Nobody's going to listen to our podcast. I'm keeping myself sane. Okay, folks, disclaimer, I am a Christian. I'm devout. I love my Lord. I follow him. I do think that uh, we Christians can do some silly things sometimes, and I think keeping a checklist is one of those things, so. It's almost like, you know, somebody wise said the day and the hour is unknown. So you have to, wise. you should go Google and see who, what, who it was that said that. I'll just leave it at that. You've been very pastoral the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I feel like we're, as we're all lamenting, it's really an opportunity yeah, the, for you. Well, I mean, there, I also, I think that you're getting a little bit more unfiltered Mike. Um, and Justin. With us uh, not uh, having a, let's not edit as much. Let's just go record and see what happens. So It's just one long shot from the hip. Yep. Hey, before we move on, let's finish with a little SP+. It's grim. Overall, we dropped 17 spots to 68. So we're, we're in the middle. Not great. Not awful. Defense. I don't know what's going on here. Defense. Well, excuse me. The offense. I don't know what's going on here. Actually went up six spots to number 44. But the defense went down 29 spots to number 82. Maybe it's because our offense managed to move the ball a little bit against a really good team. That could be. I feel like 44 and 82 was where I thought we should have been last week when we were 50 and 53. Mm, Sure. And then special teams actually improved 10 spots from 130 to uh, 120 spots. Hmm. So uh, we didn't miss a field goal? Or did we? I don't think so. Jeez. Yeah, the punt game was decent. We might have had some return yards. Well, anyway, maybe we'll get out of the gutter yet. Maybe we'll be 1-11, but we'll be 99 in special teams. Well, Justin, you used the word grim, which grim.exe, I believe, was the, the file name to launch the game Grim Fandango back in the day, which was made by LucasArts. And we, we did uh, talk it's about long, this. 
long transition. Keep going. <laughs> we did talk about this at the start of the episode. Have you had a chance to play Return to Monkey Island yet? I, I'm not going to get to it for a while. Okay. Um, I'm playing through the original with my kids. Mm-hmm. And we're having a fun time, and we're doing it, like, once a week for an hour or two. Sure. Okay. So um, I fully intend to play through one and two before I play this new one. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, the question for me I'll talk to is, you in January, then. Yeah, is do I play uh, the original three, or do I play this new three, 3A? For The original number three was the first one I played, and was what really launched it for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel loyalty to that one, but at the same time, it's going to take forever. It's going to be, we're yeah. going to be talking about, it's going to be next fall. Right. As somebody who's, I mean, I've only played two hours worth of the new game today. Um, so far in my two hours of gameplay, you do not need to play the third game. Murray the Tackling Skull. It feels like it is a direct continuation from the first two so far. Um, do you feel like uh, if you play one two and then three a and then go back to three the original three that you'll be like what is this uh i could see it being a little bit confusing for younger kids so i'll let you know i'll keep you i'll keep you posted we so we've been playing one like i told Mm -hmm. you and we were on the ship trying to get to monkey island oh yeah and we had arrived at monkey island and i couldn't remember what we're supposed to do next and we were having dinner and Ernest. My son was like, maybe we need to launch ourselves out of the cannon. And I was like, I think that's right. <laughs> I think that's it. That's like great. We, we were, it had been a week since we played it, and we were just talking about what we thought we might need to do next. But then the, I think one flaw in that original game, to not to spoil too much, is you have to like light one thing on fire. Mm-hmm. And there's about seven or eight things in your... Uh, inventory that's inventory flammable. That, you, that are flammable. <laughs> right. And so I was stuck because I'd gone systematic systematically through a bunch but i hadn't gotten to the one mm. and so i kind of like checked that one off as an option got it but got that's it. why it would be the first game yep i like that you accidentally said movie because that's the way i've always felt about those games well it's kind of way i talk about it with the kids it's like mm-hmm. a movie that you play yep exactly okay we've been talking long enough yeah let's call it hey everybody we love you thank you for sticking with us uh Go Big Red? (laughs) Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.